You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey guys, welcome back. So today we're going to be diving in and talking about hard decisions made easy and helping us is Tina Forsyth. Thanks for joining me today, Tina. I'm so excited that you're here. Yes. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we were actually connected through a mutual connection. My old virtual assistant, Julie Calcote, super excited to dive in and chat. We were just chatting a little bit before here, but you can read about Tina and her bio, but why don't you dive in and give us a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah. So I, I started my business. I like to say I kind of accidentally started my business, uh, back in 1999, actually (laughs) quite a long time ago now. I know it's kind of crazy. I'm like, that's over 20 years ago. Now I was, I had an opportunity to work as a consultant with a friend of mine that was starting a a company and, you know, thought, Oh, Hey, why not? Let me jump in and see what happens. (laughs) You know, and shortly after that, I discovered the coaching industry. So, you know, the life and business coaching world, Uh, I trained to become a coach. And so around like 2002 ish timeframe, I was hanging out my coaching shingle, but I had no clue how to get clients or anything. Right. So basically I had no clients. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I had an opportunity come up to work on the back end of one of the coach training organizations that I was a part of, which at that time was very much a training membership organization, you know, thousands of members, all kinds of cool things going on. And I thought, hey, I'm going to I'll go ahead and do this on the side while I while I try to build my coaching business. And they brought me on as a I was an event manager. And also kind of the right-hand person to the general manager of the company. And very quickly, I found that I loved the whole what it takes behind the scenes to run and grow an online-based business. And so that, you know, things kind of flipped away. I shifted from wanting to be a coach to wanting to work on the back end and working with uh, and spent a number of years working with various six to seven figure, uh, in particular coaches and trainers and folks online that were running and growing their businesses. I mean, this was like before the days of Facebook even, I swear. (laughs) That's where I feel like an old lady sometimes. I'm like, back in the day, we didn't even have Facebook yet, you know? So um, I spent a good 10 years of the, about the first 10 years of my business was very much me working as that one-on-one service provider for clients and working at uh, in the role of being an online business manager for the clients. And so I, over time, I, I started noticing a couple of things where there was either other type, other business owners were coming to me and saying, Hey, Tina, I need someone who does what you do. Yeah. You know, I want someone who's going to help me run the business, who's going to be that take care of everything behind the scenes person to work with me. And at that point, there wasn't a lot of, you know, a lot of other people around that were doing it. A fair number of people working as virtual assistants and web designers and such. Um, 
but not anybody else who is really working at that level, the business management level. Um, Likewise, too, there was people starting to approach me uh, on the other side of the coin to say, hey, I want to do what you're doing. Like they had maybe been working as a VA and wanted to, you know, it didn't necessarily fit or they wanted to bring in a higher level of support for their clients. They were, or they were coming from having done that kind of work in say a professional or corporate environment. Uh, And so in 2008, I wrote my book, uh, Becoming an Online Business Manager. Truthfully thought I would write the book and that would be it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all right, anybody who wants to be an OBM, here you go. Here's a book. (laughs) Yeah. Away you go. But very quickly after that, it you know, people were asking for more. They wanted training. And so we we launched our, our first OBM certification training back in 2009 was the first time we ran that program, um, along with our International Association of Online Business Managers, both of which continue to exist to this day here. And that's when I started for me personally in my business, that was the point where I stopped being the OBM for my clients. So I stopped working one-on-one. I stopped working uh, as an OBM for clients and shifted my focus as of 2010 solely to be focusing on the training and the mentoring side of people who were aspiring and working towards becoming an online business manager themselves as well. And so that, that remains, you know, part of a big part of what I do through my business uh, with, we continue to have our certified OBM training programs. I actually have a few trainers now that, that run those programs directly with people. Uh, We continue to have our association for our certified OBMs where we, you know, we're, we're providing support and connection and such for everyone there as well. Also a space for people to come and find and hire if yeah. they're looking to find and hire somebody to work at the OBM level. Uh, that's a connection point there in the association as well too. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. I can definitely see why Julie connected us. I was also an accidental entrepreneur. I did event management previously. So you kind of touched on that a little bit. And then I didn't know about this online space until 2017. Apparently I lived on underneath of a rock <laughs> because I actually went to hire a business coach and I Googled it and didn't know it at the time, but got retargeted with Facebook ads. And I was like, what? is this space. I'm like, where are all these people coming from? How do they have online businesses? How are these like coaches running their business online? Like, yeah. So I lived under a rack until, you know, 20 with the (laughs) the whole coaching and online business thing, but (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, so as entrepreneurs, we make thousands of decisions a day. Like we have to make, so I mean, just as people, right. We have to make so many decisions, but then you add the entrepreneurship level and there's so many more. So what, really drives that decision-making and how we choose what to do, because there's so many options of the ways that you can take your business, especially in this online space. So I know for me, that's like my vision, mission, and like big picture, but what really drives our decision-making and how we decide what to do and when? (laughs) Yeah. I think even this concept of talking about making decisions is it's such an important piece that I feel like we almost, we're almost not talking about this enough Yeah, in so many ways. And yet everything that happens or doesn't happen in our business, in our lives, you know, just at large is based on 
decisions that we're making. Um, when it when it comes to decisions in the business, I, I also like to look at it through the lens of there's three different things that are ultimately motivating us at any given time in the business. And so there's money, there's meaning, and there's freedom. And so the money, of course, is about how much money do we want to make? How much money do we need to make? You know, of course, we want to make money. We want to bring home a personal salary. We want to, depending on the type of business we're building, you know, we may need money to to grow the business, to pay team, infrastructure, marketing, et cetera, various things. So there's very real money considerations around our decision making. Um, The meaning piece is really about that, you know, what am I, what impact do I want to make here? I feel like, I, I don't know if this is true for you, Brittany. I feel like it's definitely true for me and most people I'm connected with online. We tend to be a pretty meaning driven yeah, uh, sure. group of people to some degree, right? It's yeah, like, that's, you know, that's it's, why I it's got not into often this. That I- that's why I got into the space. Yeah. I actually organized houses previous when I first started the business. It was called Clutter Control. And then when I hired the business coach to help with that and found this space, I was like, oh my gosh, I can impact so many more people that yes. aren't in Columbus, Ohio. Like I am, this is where I'm going. <laughs> oh yeah. I know it's funny. People I know, like my family lives here locally as well. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a, I have some friends of mine and such here too. It's like, they just can't conceive of the notion that I have no yeah. local clients at all. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. I would tell my friends, I had an online business. So this was pre-pandemic, right? They're like, what do you mean you have an online business? I'm like, well, I have a business and it's online and none of my clients are here in Ohio. And they're like, well, I just don't understand how that works. And then post-pandemic, they're like, oh, so you do like Zoom stuff all day long and you email and you do... I'm like, yeah, that's how how I do it. (laughs) So it was really interesting. I still think there's this like stigma around online people just don't understand it fully <laughs> they're like I don't well know, they I don't get it. my parents too like even years ago when I had written my my OBM book they yeah. read my OBM book both my you know my parents always own businesses they're entrepreneurial all that so they get that piece of it but they read my book and they're just like well Tina I've read your book I don't really get what you do yeah. but it's okay <laughs> so we're not going to worry about it exactly <laughs> I love it I'm like, it's all good. You don't need to understand it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, the meaning piece is definitely part of it for a lot of us, you know, and, and any, you know, a lot of us online based businesses, like we're doing our business for a reason. There's a certain impact we want to make. There's a certain type of person we want to work with or serve in a certain way. So the meaning is part of the, the consideration and freedom, of course, too. And And I define freedom as being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So I don't necessarily mean like freedom doesn't have to mean just, Hey, I'm not working. You know, I'm working two hours a week and I'm on the beach. Well, I don't know who's on a beach right now. (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm doing whatever else I want the rest of the week. Like it's not just solely about the time factor. I find most people that I, you know, most business colleagues and clients I've worked with, uh, we actually like working. You know, we want to be, (laughs) we just don't want to be working 24 seven. Yeah, and we right? want to just so, fit it in the pockets, right? Like, oh, cool. Yeah. I want to start at 10 a.m. today because I didn't feel like moving this morning. So I'm going to do yeah. that. It's fine. Or, hey, maybe I will work late at night because I have ideas coming in my head and I want to get them out, but then I'll just yep. not work tomorrow morning, right? So like just that flexibility is amazing. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. And so with decision making, like when we consider these three pieces, the money, meaning and freedom piece, uh, we all have to consider all three of those. But they're going to be different priorities for each of us, depending on who we are, depending on what's going on in our business. And that can even change with different seasons of life too. Like I would, you know, in the early, early days of starting a business, money generally is and really should be the number one priority, yeah. right? Because <laughs> we're not making any money. We don't have a business. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in the early days, if money's the key priority and the key driver, then I need to make decisions based on what's going to bring more money in the door. Yep. And that might mean a little less freedom for the time being. Right. Like maybe I need to be spending some more time or energy in certain ways. Uh, Whereas over time, like when I got around that, that after the first 10 years, Mark, when I shifted from being a one on one service provider to having the training and coaching company that I that I have now, you know, that I talk about that being the stage where my business became bigger than me because it literally did become (laughs) bigger than me. Like I had to hire a team, I had to get structure, you know, all kinds of things had to come into place at that point in the journey. And after a period of about a few, you know, two or three years after that, I was in a place where it's like, oh, there's actually the ability to have more freedom now in my business as well. Um, my The order of those for me is very much freedom, meaning and money. Yeah. So is money important? Yes. Do I want to be making money? Yes, of course I do. I mean, I'm a single mom. I'm like a sole provider for my kids. I have to make money as well. But when it comes to decision making, because freedom is my number one goal or my number one you know, focus, my number one driver, I may make decisions a bit differently yeah. than somebody where let's say money is their number one driver at the moment, or maybe, uh, you know, six months from now or a year from now, I might have priorities shift a bit where maybe money is the key driver for the moment. And at which point I might make decisions a little bit differently. You know, I mean, for an example, I had a number of years ago, I was, I was part of a mastermind group, the, the business partners who ran the group, they had just done a really big seven figure launch. And we were all getting together in this group. And I'm like, I'm there with my notebook in hand, (laughs) madly taking notes, you know, like they were sharing with us in this group, everything about this launch, right? Their strategies, what they did, what worked, what didn't work, what happened, what, you know, all kinds of stuff. They just laid it on out there (laughs) for all of us there. And, you know, so I'm, I I went in that door thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a big launch and woohoo, you know, I'm going to make this happen. And then After that, when they had shared everything, I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not doing this because the amount of, you know, money is not my key driver. And even then, as you know, you know, there's a lot of money that gets spent to bring in these launches. So it's not like seven figures lands in your pocket. Right. (laughs) Um, You know, money is not my key driver. And the amount of like time and energy and effort and everything it was going to take to bring something like that together, even with team, even with the right support, even with all that stuff in place was like, it wasn't, it's not something I was willing to spend at that time, right? I wasn't willing to give up that level of freedom in order to create that result or to have that, to, to do something like that type of launch in my business. And so it's important for each of us to really know what is our driver, because you can have a coach who's driven by money, 
and there or a consultant or a friend or a whoever, you know, just people were following online and they can be driven by money. That can be their number one thing. What they tell you to do, if you're not driven by money at the moment, if that's not your number one, it may not fit for you. It may not be the best thing for you to do at the time. Yeah. And I love that. Like I said, mine for me, I kind of, a lot of my business decisions are based on that vision and the mission and the why, which really does tie in all of this stuff, the money, the meeting, the freedom. And I love that you said that it's different for different people. It could be a different order. It could be money, meeting, and freedom in one phase of your business and then switch in another phase. I love that you kind of touched on that. Cause I think, I mean, we're talking about hard decisions made easy, right? But if you don't have that kind of foundation of what do these things, what are the things that motivate you for the decisions, then it's hard to make these decisions on a daily basis. So are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward and closing the laptop by 5 p.m. all while hitting your income goals. It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. Can you kind of talk about, and I think this is something that you have kind of come up with the concept of outside in versus inside out decisions. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. I mean, the outside in decisions, those are the ones that I I like to also call them the should decisions. Okay. Yep. (laughs) So it, and again, when we're in the early stages of business, like when we're for anybody who's just getting started in your business And let's say you're not yet at the point where you want to be, you know, reaching a certain financial goal, bringing in a certain amount of money every month for you, the business, the team, whatever you need. We absolutely want to pay attention to those around us who have like gone before us, right? Like they know what it takes. They know what we should be doing, et cetera. Like there's always something to be said for just those outside in outside in advice and making decisions based on that. Uh, But I found at a certain point that even that there does come a point though, in this business growth journey where we can, where we get to a certain stage of like, okay, I'm making the money I want to make. I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm, you know, making the impact I want to make. Like I've, I've reached this certain space I was looking to reach in my business when we hit that stage, then it, it's almost a habit. It can still be a habit to have these outside in influences yeah. all the time that are coming to us. You know, and I spent a period of, a, of a, a couple of years in my business really making what I would call should decisions, you know, where people would be like, oh my gosh, Tina, you should be that you should yep. be doing, this. <laughs> or you could be doing this yep. or what if you did this or what if you did that? And you know, it, the truth is there's, oh my gosh, there's all of us. We live in a world where there's almost too much opportunity yeah. versus not enough. Yep. Like, and, and, you know, I don't mean that as a blanket statement for everybody. I mean, that's, that's not always the case, you know, for everyone out there, but in particular in this business journey, like when we reach a certain stage of growth and we've kind of hit, say that first level of success that we were working towards the bigger challenge becomes more of what we're going to start saying no to. 
and not what we're going to keep saying yes to. You know, it's, I'm a big fan of, of the idea of like, say yes to everything in the early days. Yeah. Yep. No, well, within reason. Right. <laughs> you're not, you're not, not, every, not thing, everything, but, but most yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Most things like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, this type of project came up. Okay, sure. Let me do that. Or, oh, hey, yeah, this looks good. I mean, it's one of the best ways to really learn what we like, what we don't like, who we are, who we aren't, who we want to work with, who we don't want to work with. Um, But then at a certain point, we want to start making more of those no-based decisions. Like It's almost like defaulting to no versus defaulting to yes. Because you know, anytime when I look back over my business journey over the years, some of the bigger you know, mistakes, I'm kind of saying mistakes in air quotes, because yeah. there's always something to learn. But some of the bigger mistakes or some of the bigger projects or things that I worked on were the stuff that that kind of fit into that should category. Yep. Like, oh, hey, Tina, you should do this, right? Or you could do this. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Or the things that people wanted from me, like, Tina, I really want you to do this for me or to do this certain thing this way and this certain, you know, and of course it's getting paid for it. It's all part of, you know, being in business that way, but these, these sort of outside in decisions that were so much more about that other person or that other influence versus like, yeah, what do I want for myself? Like you're saying, you know, what is the vision? What are the, what's the mission? What are the why goals here? If we're not paying attention to that stuff, when we're making these decisions, you know, I I had a client, one of my coaching clients a few years back, her and I worked really purposely on the vision for her company. And, you know, and we also talked a lot about, okay, from now on, any decision you make needs to be made towards that vision. Like, is this going to (laughs) take me closer to my vision? Or is this going to take me further away from my vision? And, you know, as life seems to work at times, when we commit to something, we're going to get tested on it. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and it was a week later you know she calls me and she's just like Tina oh my gosh the biggest company in my industry they just called me up and they want me to create this magazine for them and they want me to do this and they want me to do that and like it was a legit big opportunity yeah. right like it was kind of one of those in her particular industry it was like oh yeah that's some pretty big stuff and basically my question to her was does that take you closer to your vision yeah. or does it take you further away? And it was like the pause. Yep. You know, she <laughs> pauses. She's like, Oh, that'll take me further away. That's like, well, you get to decide, you know, are you wanting right. to, do you want to, you know, stay committed to this vision, work towards it? Or do you want to go off again on some tangent yep. kind of thing? Cause it's so easy to go off on those tangents. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and you touched on so many good points. The first, I would say probably up to like the first 18 months, almost two years of my business, I said yes to all the things, even clients I shouldn't have. I bought every $7, $27, $47. (laughs) Like if it came across my screen and it was solving a problem I thought I had, I bought it. (laughs) And then you get in this like analysis paralysis, like you have no idea which one to do first or which one's going to go faster, but you're like, oh, they promise it's going to work. So I'm going to do it. Um, So I did a whole lot of that. And until I started saying no, 
I was stuck in that. And I was stuck in that, Ooh. like just overwhelm constantly and spinning my wheels and working 17 hours a day and not having the freedom, also not making the money because I was making bad decisions and doing all the things at the same time. <laughs> so I think a yeah. lot of people can relate to that. And it wasn't until I started saying no and filtering things based on the vision and the mission and the big picture and reversing. Yep and saying, okay, cool. This has to get put on the back burner. This can't happen. This has to wait. So I think that's super, super important to touch on. And I think a lot of people, especially starting out are in that space of outside in and, but so-and-so said I should blog. Okay. Awesome. Is it making you money? Does it make you happy? Is it easy for you? Like there's a lot of things that go into that for sure. Exactly. Oh my God. If we all did everything that we're supposed to be doing, like we wouldn't accomplish anything ever. (laughs) You're supposed to blog and podcast and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. I'm like, I'm one person. Even if I had a whole team, that's impossible to keep up with. (laughs) Well, and it's, it's funny you mentioned that too, right? Because even like, even with a whole team, you know, I'm, I'm all about team. Of course. (laughs) I mean, I'm actually writing a book on team and hiring right right now. Um, You know, I'm all about having team, but that idea too, of the more things we try to do the more we need, like we need more team, we need more structure, we need more of this, it becomes more complex. Like it's sort of like- More systems, more processes, more software, more costs. Oh yeah, yep. Whereas, yeah, it's such a, there's no end to that. Like if we, and and I think saying no, like it's it's saying yes to everything is a hard habit to break. It It is. It really is. For sure. And I think for me, a couple of those big things, you know, those big like failures or whatever that might be, were a couple clients that- we we all know, we all know who we're talking about the scope creep <laughs> and the pinging at midnight. Like I need this done. I need it done five minutes ago. And all of those things. I think I had a couple of those that I was like, Oh, okay. I have to stop saying yes to all the people because that was not a good fit. And my gut told me that, but I did it anyway. So I should probably mm-hmm. reevaluate that decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the first few no's might feel really tough. They might feel like, what have I done? Oh, for sure. Ah! For you sure. Know, and even, sure. Even just saying, not even just clients, right? Cause that is money yeah. that you're technically saying no to, but even just saying no to those, like somebody asks you to teach a class, somebody asks you to be on a path, like even saying yeah. no to those things is hard. But if you have that vision, the big picture, and like you said, those like motivators in place, and you know what those are, it's so much easier to filter decisions and figure out what is going to be the best move. Totally is. So how do you stay in tune with that? So say we've kind of like went through this, we've decided what our motivators are and what kind of order they're in. We've kind of gotten to this place where we're thinking from a business standpoint and not everything that everyone's telling us to do. How do you really make sure that you stay proactive and not get back into that reactive mode? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of things around decision-making and reactive mode that I think are very, very true. So, I mean, I ran my business in reactive mode for pretty much the first 10 years. Yeah. Too. I mean, I think we and, all do for a long time. Yeah. For sure. And exactly. And it can work, right? Like it can work to a point, um, especially if it's just us doing yes. our thing kind of one-on-one, yep. we can be as reactive as we want. Yep. And we know I, ourselves. I do this all the time. I'm like, you can hustle your way and be reactive yeah. to multi six figures. Like it is a hundred percent possible. I have seen it. Oh, you totally can. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's funny too, like part of it, when we think about what's the opposite of reactive mode being proactive, what, what is required to be proactive? 
we need to be willing to make a decision. Yep. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, in, in our OBM world, for example, we talk a lot about planning. Like yep. we want to help, you know, we like OBMs help their clients plan and get their 90 day plans laid out and so on. You know what, in order to make a plan, we have to first make a decision yep. <laughs> as to what do we want? <laughs> what do we want to do? What do we not want to do? What are we working towards? What are our goals, et cetera? I think part of where people have a hard time with planning with and why we can end up staying in reactive mode is because we're afraid of making the wrong decisions. Yes. Right. Like where's and I put I raise my own hand when I say yep. this. Too. Like I don't think any of us like the idea of making a wrong decision for sure, or making a mistake, or whatever that might be. Like for whatever reason, that's kind of hardwired into us. I think based on society or the way we're, the way we're raised or whatever it is, where none of us want to be making we we don't want to make poor decisions. We don't want to make mistakes. And so if we're so afraid of making a mistake that we don't actually make a decision, then we'll stay in reactive mode. And I've seen people in reactive mode at all levels of income too. I mean, like you were saying, it it can, it can kick in, you know, you can be making multi, multi six figures or early six figures and be in reactive mode. You can stay there for years if you want you know, but yeah, that kind of goes back to your motivator, right? Like if money is the thing and you don't care about the other two pieces, or maybe you just don't care about the freedom. You're like, I'm just going to keep hustling. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to be working 17 hours a day, (laughs) Then that's fine. And that works. But I think it's really important. You touched on all three of those and knowing for yourself, what order that looks like for you. Yeah. And being willing to commit to decisions, knowing that they might not work out. Yep. I mean, I don't know. We could probably, you know, each make a list of, I don't know how many poor right. decisions <laughs> I've made over the years, right? Like, and so there's this aspect too of, it's almost impossible to get out of reactive mode if we're not willing to make a decision, if we're not willing to own the fact that mistakes are going to happen. Because reactive mode is a very convenient way to not take ownership of anything. Yep. And to not like, oh, I'll just fix that. It's fine. I'll fix it. It's fine. Like continue to do that. Yeah. And then it, this vicious. Or, oh, hey, this just came up and I'm just going to do it. Or, oh, yeah, that wasn't, oh, this did or didn't happen. So I guess it's not like it's really easy to just stay kind of, we're not taking ultimate responsibility for our businesses and for our own personal journeys in our business, as long as we stay in reactive mode, you know, proactive mode really is, what do I want? What is my vision, mission, and why? What do I want? What's important to me? And okay, I'm going to make a decision to do (laughs) X or go for X or whatever. I mean, that's just part of being in business. Like there's no such thing as every decision being the right decision. I mean, there's no such thing as, you know, and honestly, it's definitely been true for me. Like some of my bigger mistakes there, there's always something to learn from oh, that. For absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Even when it sucks. Yep. <laughs> Especially when it sucks. <laughs> right. It's not fun in the moment, you know, but it's just, if we're not willing to make a bad decision or to, to acknowledge that we might make a mistake and it might not be the right decision, then yeah, we're never going to get out of that reactive mode. 
I feel like that's so huge. I, I, once I had a clearer vision, so I did the whole two years of hustle and crazy and saying yes and taking on the wrong clients and all the things, right. Then I'm like, okay, no, I have decided that yes, money is important, but freedom's also important (laughs) and I need time and I need to not work crazy hours. Once I had that laid out, it was so much easier. And once I, like you just touched on, once I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I'm going to fail. Things are going to happen. Once you have those two pieces in place, decision-making is so much easier because you're like, all right, this is what I'm going for. And I know sometimes it's not going to work, so it's fine. And you just jump in and you do things. And my team, actually, I'm a, I'm a fast action taker. I'm like, oh, cool. I have this idea. It fits to the vision. So let's do it. And if it doesn't fit to the vision, like I need somebody to question me and be like, Hey, Hey, this isn't, this isn't what we should be working on, (laughs) but it does make it easier but it still makes it hard to make decisions because I have all of these ideas too. I'm sure that you see that a lot. Creative well, entrepreneurs with all the ideas and having to have a filter. <laughs> yeah, there's, we, we talk, you know, we were actually had a conversation recently in our OBM community around this idea of like the expander and the container, yeah. you know, and I'm, are, are you familiar with Colby? Um, a little bit. I have not dived into that one as much as like Enneagram. You're, you're probably a high quick start in cold. Probably. <laughs> Most, I mean, I am as well. A lot of us who are that kind of lots of ideas, visionary, we can do this, we can do that. You know, you also have a high risk tolerance when you have a high quick start in the Colby assessment, which is like, all right, woohoo, let's just jump in and see what happens. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> which is totally me. You know, it's definitely me. That, that's part of where we need that, like we need that vision, like you're saying, so we yeah. know what we're making decisions towards. And also too, within our team, the idea of having that person be a container or having that person be even a reality check yeah. in some ways, you know, and that could be somebody on the team, like say we do have somebody like an OBM or whatever working with us that can be part of their role. That might be a coach or it might even be a colleague or a friend where you very purposely have an agreement to be that for each other. But that really is like changing our minds and trying to do too many things at once and trying to take (laughs) advantage of every opportunity or every idea that crosses our minds. Like I have our association director, Dory, that's worked with me for a number of years now. She's very much that for me. Right. And I've had different people over the years play this role for me as well, where I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I have this great idea. (laughs) You know? And then, I mean, it's, it's funny how things will happen sometimes. It's like, if her and I aren't talking for a few days, it's amazing how often that idea just goes away. Yeah. I know. And that's, that's the thing I try to tell a lot of people too, is that it's great to have all these ideas and yes, you should take advantage of some of them when they come. But a lot of times people just do not realize the number of tasks and backend things associated. I think for me, it's like a blessing and a curse. I'm like super visionary, big picture, but I also get into the details. So I, I don't know if it's like best of both worlds or what that is, but I'm like, Oh, I have this really great idea, but Oh my goodness. There's like 48,000 things that would have to be there to execute that. So we're going to put that on the back burner. (laughs) We're going to drop that into a list somewhere. Well, and if we try to like our, our, it's our, our ideas can end up killing our business if we're not for sure. You know, because every time that's a version of like changing our minds, you know, as we're talking about hard, hard decisions made easy. Part of one of the ideas is or one of the the concepts around that really is like once we make a decision, 
that we don't change our minds. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say this properly. I, I can't remember exactly the, the yeah. if this is accurate or not, but I remember somebody telling me once that like the, the root of the word decide means to cut off. Okay. Right. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but let's imagine it is. Let's, imagine, let's go with <laughs> but, it. We're, I'm, I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, the Latin root or whatever yeah. it is. Um, you know, but the idea meaning that when once a decision's made, it cuts off all other options. Yeah. And so it's interesting, too, to think about, like, how often are we making decision decisions or right. just kind of half decisions? Yep. <laughs> I I love that. And I think like for me, one of the things that I decided last year, I said, I have two offers. Like that's it. I have hustle to flow, which is a group coaching community for newer entrepreneurs. And Mm -hmm. I have VIP days for teams and people that need system implementation. Like that's it. There are no other, like I'm going to do retainer and projects and hourly and one-off and this. And like, no, I have two things. And when I made that decision, I think just the clarity of it pushed things forward. The fact that I could focus on two things. So the decision-making power is that your business will be able to grow when you finally start making decisions. Well, and how much easier is it? Oh God, it's so much easier. (laughs) Because now everything has to feed into that. Every marketing thing I do, every operations thing I do, every team, like team building thing or people that I bring on, everything has to fit into pushing and selling those two offers and growing that community in that way. So it makes other decisions easier because I made that decision. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love it. That I like what, because once we really make a decision, I mean, that's part of that overall concept. Like, even if the decision was maybe hard to make, yes. once we make the decision, the rest of it can be pretty easy. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I want to say maybe simple, easy. Simple, yeah. Easy. They're not but, all easy, but it is. it makes it simpler and then you're focused and you've got less to think about and all of those yes. things. <laughs> so. Like thinking is overrated. I mean, oh, if we're gosh. spending every single day trying to make big decisions all the time, like that's exhausting. Well, and I see so many entrepreneurs are like, but I have this really great idea and it's going to change the entire universe. And they're like, and then I have another one. And then I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to change anybody's universe if you've got 40,000 of them because you can't execute (laughs) any of them and nothing's going to happen. So let's pick one, (laughs) maybe two. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's especially in the online space and just business in general. I think that's a huge thing. So Make some decisions, make sure they align with your vision, your mission, your why, make sure that you know what things are motivating you. I love all of this. So um, we're going to wrap here, wrap up here in just a second, but do you have any like favorite productivity hacks or organization tips? Cause we're all about processes for profit over here, obviously. So any, any quick tips that you have for our listeners? My favorite productivity uh, hack is the, the three things a day um, Love it. piece. So for me, that really is like, especially when I've, I've got a bunch of stuff going on and it's like, ah, you know, yeah. me, <laughs> the, the, we run the business pretty well from a planning perspective and, you yeah. know, everything lives in our teamwork and all kinds of things. But for me personally, you know, at the, at, at the practice of every day being like, okay, what are the three things yeah. I need to get done today? And it's like, as long as I get at least those three things done, the day might blow up around me. Yeah. You know, who knows what might happen, but then I can feel like, first of all, it becomes focus. Yep. If I'm getting distracted and like, you know, 
looking over there or doing other things. It's like, no, no, wait a minute. I got to work on these three things (laughs) or, you know, to get those three things done. It it feels like I've accomplished something at least that day. Cause I think that, that concept of like, it's really easy for us to be busy. Oh, all of us can be busy. That's like busy is almost a, you know, an epidemic these days, especially for business owners. Yep. Um, but busy and productive are two very different things. It's like, there's nothing busy and profitable are also two different things. (laughs) You could be busy all day long and making $0, which means you don't really have a business. So yeah, exactly. It's so true. You know? And so to be like, to be busy, busy, busy every day, and getting to the end of every day and feeling like, did I actually accomplish anything today? Like, yeah, that's not good. And that, know, was, but that was my perfect. first uh, two years in the online space. I was like, but I'm doing things. Why aren't things working? <laughs> I'm busy all day. Why am I not making money? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It yeah. is real. It is real. Awesome. Well, Tina, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to cover? And then obviously where can people find you? Do you have any resources that you want to share? Yeah, I think, I mean, my, my final thought is kind of when you make a decision, stick with it. Like it's almost like planting a seed, you know, you've made a decision, you've planted a seed, stick with it, water it, let it grow, you know, let it turn into what it's meant to be in that sense. Um, And yeah, you can find me, my website's tinaforsyth.com, you know, and I'm in various places online under the same name. Awesome. For anybody who wants to connect. Awesome. Yes. You guys go connect with Tina. Um, She's a wealth of knowledge and I absolutely love all the things that she's doing. So thank you so much for coming on again. And uh, we're excited to get this out into the world so that everybody can hear about making decisions and finally doing the things. So Awesome. Thank you guys so much. If you have any questions for us, obviously, you know where to find us. Our email is hello at processforprofit.co and we'll see you again next time. 